information. This is as real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel. And you are listening to the UCW Radio Show in your face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. Hi, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. This is your host, Lou Velasquez, and uh, it's a beautiful day out. The birds are chirping, the sky is blue, and in, in a little bit we're going to have actress Diane Sullivan on the show with us to talk about her awesome journey to date in uh, the world of entertainment. Uh, so uh, now, nowadays, if you turn on the TV or put on the radio or Sirius or whatever you're, you're listening to or watching, uh, what you're hearing about is, uh, well, it's all about Japan, it's disaster, which is horrible. Uh, they're suffering uh, more and more earthquakes, and it's getting more and more international attention. Uh, but, you know, you, you're seeing a lot of um, about the war in Libya and the war in Iraq. You know, my God, don't we have enough natural disasters that take lives to cover things already? You know, do we have to continue to go and try to do it purposely? Whew. Anyway, uh, I guess not. Uh, look, we just keep creating scenarios that will potentially uh, cost the lives of our young soldiers and, of course, the lives of the opposition and, and uh, civilians and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, I just don't get it sometimes, and, but maybe that's the point, to have you focus on one thing, uh, to be distracted from what the real deal is. Uh, look, at the, at the end of the day... You know, who knows what's going on? You know, it could be a head fake. It can be a Houdini deal. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, moving on, uh, I was in Union Square over the weekend in New York City, and the weather was really nice. The people were swarming. It was crowded, and the protesters were protesting. I don't know. They, I think they were protesting gay rights or against the war. I really don't know what they were protesting, but all I know is that there were a ton of people there, and uh, it, was inter- it was an interesting way to spend the weekend. Um, Without a doubt. Well, right now we have actress Diane Sullivan. She's on hold, and she's an amazing talent and a great all-around person. But I'm not going to tell you all about her and all about that, because that would make the show pretty boring, and you'd just be hearing my voice the entire show. Uh, well, not that that's a bad thing, but you know, still, you know, <laughs> we're all about bringing on the guest. Uh, so, without further ado, let's bring on Diane Sullivan. All right, we're here with actress Diane Sullivan. Uh, Diane, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. Thank you, Lou. I'm really glad to be here. Uh, well, we're glad to have you because, uh, you know, you you bring a little uh, of this and a little of that to the table. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you think so. Uh, well, I, hey, all I can do is think, right? <laughs> I can't do much more, and even it's well, well. From what I hear, you're the man that makes things happen. Oh, so. uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I try, but I don't know. I, I, all, all I can do is try. Uh, but uh, yeah, thinking sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know. So, and uh, as long as I'm taking my little vitamins, I'm good. But now this this is not about me. It's about you. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, Diane, for our listeners, uh, that that aren't too familiar with you, maybe you can give us a, a brief as to who you are and, and what you do so that they uh, can get a better idea. And for those that 
aren't familiar with you, I don't know why they're not, but uh, let's just do that. We'll just let's go through the uh, preliminaries. Okay. Um, ask away, and I'll answer anything that you have. Okay. Well, um, how did you get involved in in, in acting? Because you're an actress, you've done a, a number of things. Uh, and well, I'm, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go right ahead. Uh, well, well, honestly, in the beginning, um, according to a couple of actor friends uh, of mine, um, they saw that they didn't think it was anything. Um, no, no news flash when I finally threw my hat into the ring. They said that they could see it all along. Uh, I've done TV for years. I, I had a, a TV show in which I co-hosted. Um, I was always in some way in front of an audience. Um, from the time that I was like six or seven, I was um, using... Um, skills uh, in in the woodwind family. I, I blew the flute, and I was winning contests. I don't know why I was always extending myself in that manner. I guess it was a part of me to want to do this, and I just didn't realize it. I thought perhaps the biggest thing, uh, biggest uh, decision I had to make was either being a police officer or a doctor. And so when I was eighth grade, I decided, okay, I want to go into the medical field, and so that's what I did. I became an EMT. Um, I also uh, got a degree in medical lab technology. So um, I was thinking really that's what I wanted to do. And I guess there's still a part of me because I ran a foundation for many years for individuals that had autoimmune illnesses. My father had died of an uh, autoimmune illness. I had been diagnosed uh, with lupus many years ago, uh, but I do absolutely great. And so there was a, a passion to help people. And I think one of the greatest ways to help people is to put a smile on their face. And I think being an entertainer, that's one way that you can do that for people. Wow. You know, um, so um, um, I, I think it, you know, it's, it just has, it, it's a circle for me mm -hmm. um, of trying to bring happiness and um, to people. And I think entertaining is a way to do that. Um, and and I think that's that's why I'm here. I think that's why I'm here to to help someone have a better day, you know. That otherwise probably they wouldn't have one. If you can smile, I'm I'm hoping to put that on your face. I mean that's a good way to look at it. But I mean it's interesting how you went from having a toss up between being a cop and putting people putting people away for life well, to, know, to becoming yeah. in the medical field to saving lives, and now you're actually enhancing lives through entertainment. It's very interesting. Well, I'm thinking that it wasn't so much as, you know, putting someone away as being a cop as it was helping, protecting, um, in, in some type of uh, caring for people. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, not only will I give you the shirt off my back, I'll give you the last morsel of food that I have. And so I think it's just about preservation of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a part of me that I, I just want people to to have a good life if it's possible that I can somehow contribute to that. I, I, I want to help people, genuinely just help people. And it's just inside of me to want to do that. And I think sometimes, you know, when you can't do anything else, if you can put a smile on someone's face, um, I, I think that that's a big that's a big thing. 
because I was sad, you know, for a long time in my life when I, I was sick for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if I could have smiled, and uh, that would have been great. And there were times I remember uh, when I was doing modeling, mm-hmm. and this was in the um, 80s. And I remember this photographer telling me, you're smiling, but you're not happy. And that really stuck with me. And so I genuinely would love to put a smile on someone's face. And then I feel like I've accomplished something for that day because I know what it's like to have a plastered smile and, and it's really not genuine. Well, that's, I mean, that's deep because, I mean, a photographer, they yeah. see beyond what they see in front of you or what other people yeah. see. So that's very interesting. And, and something like that, you know, I mean, the way it seems, it changed your perspective on, on you. Oh, actually, it really did. I think when I really could find a niche in helping someone else, it really took, um, it it made me better because, uh, as I had stated before, I had been diagnosed with lupus, and so I was sick for a long time. So for a long time, that disease was controlling me. And I decided that, hey, I'm not going to allow this to control me. I'm going to control it. And you actually can you can not try to be who you were before, mm-hmm. but you can make yourself better from where you are right now. Right, no. So you take the reins in your hands and you say, okay, I may not be able to do this, but I can do this and I can do this so much better because this part of me is going to be enhanced because I can't utilize that part anymore. And so I think it's all about perspective. Yeah, no, without a doubt. But I mean, I, I'm looking, and just, just so our listeners know, you know, um, I was just looking at, your listing as far as everything you've been, you've been involved in film and television, commercials, modeling, infomercials, hosting, this, that, you know, all this other stuff. And a lot of people that, oh, and I, I'm not going to say a lot, I'm going to say there are people that would be diagnosed with lupus or some other um, unfortunate uh, illness. And they'd curl up in, in a ball in a corner and it'd be the woe is me type of scenario. But, you know, that's not what you're about. You yeah. know, I, I really hope, and, and I remember, um, because I used to have clients when I um, worked with this foundation, I remember um, talking to several patients and they would say, I, I would see your commercial on TV and, and I was very moved or I would see your commercial and or your interviews and things that I would try to talk to my family about and they wouldn't understand. They heard you talking about it and they had a better perspective on what I was going through. And um, I've also heard people say, you know, by seeing you doing the things that you do and you were diagnosed I now believe that I can do something because people, they suffer in silent blue. Mm -hmm. They really do. I've been there. Mm -hmm. And so what I tried to do was put under the umbrella of the foundation some type of solution to the various different issues that I had because if I encountered them, I knew someone else did as well. Mm -hmm. And people needed to know that there are other people that do understand what's going on with you. I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody. You didn't have anybody that that would be able to? You didn't have anybody that, that was really able to empathize. No, no, because no, right. they couldn't understand. And you can tell when you're talking to people, you can see in their eyes if they really understand what you're saying or not. Right. And when they don't, you just draw back. 
mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I didn't want that to continually occur in the lives of other people. So not only did I want to get involved with helping other people, my children also did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So every Thanksgiving, instead of um, us sitting around having a big Thanksgiving dinner, we were always giving out food to the needy. Mm-hmm. So the children knew that when November came, it was a work month for them. Right. So we always would get, you know, five or or, or a thousand chickens from Tyson Foods and all the various different stores would contribute things and we would go out and we'd give it to people, you know, that didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to learn compassion. I started that with them at an early age. Wow, so it's all about helping people. It's yeah. all about helping people. Yeah, but you know something? I think that's fantastic and I commend you on that, Diane, because look, you know, a lot of people, you know, people will listen to this and listen to you on this show and they'll, they would say, they're, they're going to say, wow, because they don't know. They see a picture, they, they read a bio, so on and so forth, but they don't know who the real person is. They'll, they'll hear other interviews elsewhere, no doubt about it, but they'll never know what you're laying out right now. And, and, and I thank you for that because, you know, people need to hear the real story. And this is where, what we're doing here, you know. And, and again, I missed your, your illness. I missed, you know, you doing the stuff for, you know, the charitable organizations and, and, you know, doing stuff in November during the holidays and, and helping people. You find time to go and work on your career. You know? And- well, I appreciate you saying that in my mind, uh, how can you not if it's a part of you? Right. And I, I don't think that everyone is supposed to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that if you do what you're supposed to do, then you're going to be knitted together and woven mm-hmm. uh, together uh, because everyone would be in their place. Mm-hmm. But I think if something is a part of you, it makes it easier to do. It just may seem harder for someone else because it's probably just not what they're supposed to do. Right. In my opinion, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. When something feels natural, it's just easier to do. If something feels unnatural, you can have difficulty doing it. And just like everyone yeah. is not, you know, a singer. If, you, if I try to sing, just imagine me singing. <laughs> That'd be scary. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try to imagine that, no. Lou. <laughs> hey, what's up with that? Die. No, but oh no. I, I'll do. I'll do a one-word Motown thing. That's about it. I don't think I can go any further than that. One-word Motown. Yeah, one word. I'll just be I'm there. Sure they'll sign you on. Yeah. Okay. You know, but when when something feels natural, you know, you go with it, and uh, it, it should be easier to do. You know, not everyone is a rocket scientist. Not everyone's a musician. Not everyone is a technician. Whatever the case may be, not everyone is a, is a, uh, a talented actor. You know, but you go with what you what you have, the abilities you have. You know, but you and you, yeah. And for you, you know, look, and I'm I'm gonna let th- lay this out for for our listeners. You know, you you dance, you play a uh, an in- instrument or two. You know, and uh, you you've been, and, and it's interesting that you've been, um, you know, involved in so many different things beyond beyond acting. That it just, I'm just amazed that you continue to forge forward so strongly. Well, I, I try to do a little bit of something every day. Um, for individuals that have been diagnosed with, with lupus, they understand that you can get fatigued. 
But I think it's important that you always do something every day. Right. You, you, you find whatever it is that you want to do in life. Doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You need to do something every day towards that goal. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have an autoimmune illness, it's important that you do something towards your goal. Otherwise, you're going to perish. Right. You will perish. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to for yourself, for your inner being, mm-hmm. that you do something towards whatever it is that you're supposed to do. I mean, you have one and life so to I live. try to do that. You have one life yes, to live. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That's know, it. So let me ask you, Diane. Now, um, yes. the, the organization, just so we, I, I really want to talk about your acting career and actually in, a, in about a oh, minute, yeah. yeah, in about a minute we're going to uh, take a short break and actually we'll come back with your acting career uh, after the break, but what I want to do is let our listeners know the organization that you're actually doing work for, maybe you can give the name and, and the website if you want to. Well, actually, I, I, I did a lot of the, the work before I started um, into acting because it was totally consuming. Um, the organization that I also worked with was the Arthritis Foundation because with the Arthritis Foundation, um, they actually help individuals that have a variety of uh, joint and uh, muscle illnesses. The Living with Lupus Foundation that I was the founder of, uh, we primarily help people with uh, lupus, sarcoidosis, scleroderma, uh, various autoimmune illnesses as well, but we always co-worked with the Arthritis Foundation. So if anyone is wanting to help, please help the Arthritis Foundation because under their umbrella is a number of illnesses, over a hundred different types of autoimmune illnesses that need to be addressed that are not addressed. You know, uh, cancer, all of those things are very important, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of people that are suffering in silence and um, they just, you know, people around them in their family or friends, if they don't understand, they're not going to, um, it's hard for it's hard for people sometimes that are suffering to explain to other people what's going on with them when they don't understand it themselves. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and I, I've encountered that a lot. So the Arthritis Foundation would be a good organization to uh, try to work with. Okay, well, there you, there you have it. Arthritis Foundation is interesting. They cover all the, a wide spectrum of different illnesses. So it's really interesting because I didn't know that. So you taught me something today. Uh, but now yeah. we need to take a short commercial break, and we will be right back with Diane Sullivan. The odds of becoming a signed artist and having three number one albums? One in 100 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards, one in 1.4 million. And the odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 150. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It is with sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, After fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer. Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh Uh-huh! I'm rich! Oh, this cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. What? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. 
That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Huh. Put 10 bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit cards. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to FeedThePig.org for more free ideas. FeedThePig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And just to be clear, no inheritance, right? Hey, guys, this is Tina Sugun. You're listening to the UCW Radio Show with Lou in your face. And we're back with Diane Sullivan. Uh, Diane, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we were Thank talk- you, Lou. Yeah, we're talking about lupus. We're talking about the Arthritis Foundation and everything that you've encountered and what you've done and how you lived your life. Uh, but now, you know, let, let's talk about some specifics in regarding, uh, regarding your career. You know, you come, you're from New Zealand, right? Well, actually, I have, my, my family is, I've never actually left the country. Okay. So, um, you know, I've, I've actually lived in the South all my life. Okay, well, hence the, the Southern, uh, type of, uh, kind of thing to your voice. <laughs> Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, all the way down to the fact that I had a pet pig named Tinkerbell. So. No, wait, did you really? Yes, yes, I did. Oh, yes. my God, that's hilarious. So well, what's up with yes. uh, what's up with that? How is it raising a pig? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say it can be torturous, especially when you can wake up one morning and Tinkerbell is no longer outside. And... It doesn't cross your mind that Tinkerbell is no longer living. You know, it doesn't Mm. cross your mind until your brother tortures you and say, uh, Tinkerbell is crackling now. So that was, that was awful. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Tinkerbell. But, but yeah, I I, I always, you know, like you watch, uh, watch these, uh, these, these shows on TV, like the old time shows. I forget the name of it, but they had a pet pig, you know, and I think about Wilbur. <laughs> Green Acres. Green, Green Acres. Acres. There you Green, go. The Green Acres. Yes. <laughs> pig. <laughs> but that's, that's interesting. I hear pigs are clean though, but then I'm not sure. I don't know, but I don't eat them. So. Oh well, there you go. Well, I, you can't eat Tinkerbell. That that's that, that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, that that would be uh, a mental thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, no pork for me. No, no pork so. for you. So now you've done. Um, you, you, as I said earlier, uh, in the show, you're you know you're involved in dance. You know you know how to dance. You get down. You, you get jazz, ballet, so on and so forth. You know, um, and you've done a lot of uh, of television work. You know, let's let's start there. Let's talk about your TV um, career. Okay. Um, I was a regular detective on Good Guys. Uh, unfortunately, we got canceled. Um, I think it was December or November of 2010. Um, I was um, a nurse, uh, Nurse Jessica Cavella, RN, on Chase, and also the stenographer for the show. And unfortunately, also that show, uh, it was an NBC show. If I remember correctly, it was canceled um, in December. Okay. Um, quite a few shows here in, in Texas were canceled. Uh, my generation, um, I appeared on there about five or six times. No, I'm sorry, I think seven or eight times. 
and it also was canceled. It was actually first one to be canceled. I don't know is are, are there a lot of politics or people just didn't really really like the show, or there are too many shows that are similar to it. I, I don't know. And we had started another show in Texas, Lone Star, and uh, it got canceled. It had Angeline Josley's father on it and uh, some other prominent figures, and um, it didn't last either. So um, I, I, I don't know what it is about Texas here, but we have a, another show that I, I filmed the pilot uh, last week. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, what's the name of it? And I hate saying the word, but they, they, the title of it is, is GCB. And, uh, it's an ABC pilot we just filmed. It has David, um, who is the, um, attorney from JAG. He's on there. Annie Potts. Um, I forgot the young lady that was, uh, on Iron Man. She's on there with us. Um, so we have a, we have a good lineup of individuals that's, that's on the pilot. Mm -hmm. So we're waiting to see what's going to happen with it. I think HBO has been looking at it. Oh, nice. Um, mm -hmm. so we just, we just finished the pilot last week. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, as far as, let's see. I think that's it as far as TV. Well, you, you also did Friday Night Lights, but I, let, me, let me say this. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh, I remember that one. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, you said about shows canceling and everything. I remember mm -hmm. uh, hearing this from a, a, a sitcom star uh, where she was... Um, she was, you know, just uh, she was a good actress, did some movies, and she, she got on the sitcom. Uh, basically, you know, she was warned. They said, you better hope that it flops or they cancel the show. And she said, why? I said, well, once, if you're on a hit show, guess what? That that That's your tag. That's it. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's what you're going to be uh -huh. for the rest of your life. And if you think about it, you know, you look at, you know, yeah, Ad I can see that. Yeah, you look at Adam West, you know, Batman or... Batman. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. He's Batman until he Or died. Gilligan. You, you know, can yeah. you imagine Gilligan doing anything else other than being, um, what is his name, Dan? Uh, um, yeah, I, I forget. But yeah, so, man, like, but you, you look at him and it's like, Gilligan, uh, you, 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 yeah. look, you look at uh, uh, other other people, you know that that's, you know, that's what they are, you know. Uh, you know, even, even, uh, Danny Bonaducci, it doesn't matter, you know, where he goes, he's one of the Partridge family, and that's, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. for, for the rest of his yeah. days, you know, and you get tagged with that, you know, look at, uh, you know, when Gary Coleman was alive, that type of thing, so it's just, you know, it, it I don't see it as a negative, I see it as a positive, you, you, know, you were doing a lot of, uh, working with a lot of different actors, and, uh, mm -hmm. it just, you know, groomed you a little more for what is in store for you next. And, and, and uh, I think that's a good way to look at it, yeah. um, and I see that, too, because with each show, there is a different experience. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Hanks' son, um, he and I, we were talking one day, and he was on Good Guys. He was one of the stars of Good Guys, right. and so it was very different working with, with Colin than it was working with... Um, you know, someone else on a, on a different show. And so I think we can learn from each experience, each show, each film that we do. And so I can understand exactly what you're saying because I think I am much better because of it. Um, because different actors bring different things to the set. No, well, without a doubt. And you just learn, you enhance yourself. And that's what, that's what you're doing. That's why, you know, when, when I see, 
uh, some actors that you know are involved in a whole bunch of different movies. You know, I think it's mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because you see their progression as they do one film after another after another. You know, uh, one 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 actor, and you know he's a he's he's a he's a good friend, uh, Phil Morris. You know, he was on Seinfeld. Oh, he, yeah. You know, he's on Smallville, everything else. You know, and he's probably one of the hardest working men or actors uh, in Hollywood because he doesn't, mm -hmm. he looks at everything, he has no problem, you know, working, he does his thing, you know, but he's always working. Anytime I speak to the man, he's always working, working on a project, working mm -hmm. on this, working on that. Mm -hmm. And he said, Lou, he says, you have to keep working because once you stop working, then you're out of business. Well, that's true. Um, and I really don't think that uh, if I hadn't done the things that I had done, that uh, I would be leading this Play that uh, I'm leading right now. Um, it's going to premiere on June the 11th in Albany, Georgia, um, and we have a couple of other uh, individuals. Well, quite a few people actually that's in the play that I, I think brings um, an extraordinary amount of talent uh, to the play. The play, the name of it is um, "The Measure of a Man." Mm -hmm. We have uh, Damon Wilson, who played Lamont from San Francisco. Oh, Damon! Damon is—he's mm -hmm. a—he's a great guy, Damon Wilson. Um, I mean, he—it's funny. Oh yeah, you interviewed him. Yeah. You interviewed him. Yeah, but we also yeah. we also became friends, which is, is fantastic, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, he's a great guy, great guy. And, and and you mentioned his name uh, associated with this. That that just brought a smile to my face. Well, actually. Um, he just signed on, I think it was the 14th of of March. He just signed on the 14th of March. So he's going to be my support. Ah, yeah. nice. So it's, well, I don't even, I shouldn't even say that. I mean, because the man is phenomenal. I should be his. Yeah. Uh, but, yes. Yeah, but he, he's a good man and a preacher, in case anyone doesn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, Damon Wilson is yeah. a preacher. And uh great guy. And he he, he came out with a uh, book, The Second Banana. I'm just throwing that plug in there since you brought him up. Second Banana. Well, you know, I, I read it. <laughs> I read the article, you know, that you wrote on him. Mm -hmm. And so I went to his page uh, about it and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, you have if it, and any of our listeners haven't uh, purchased a book, haven't read it, go to your library, go to to your bookstore and pick it up. The second banana. Absolutely. That's the story Absolutely. of Damon Wilson and, and his uh, journey with Red Fox. But now getting back to mm -hmm. you, Measure of a Man. It's it's a touring play, right? Ah, uh, yes. So far, if you were, you were to go to the site, The Measure of a Man, um, and you can also find it on Facebook. And so if you go to my fan page on Facebook, you would see Measure of a Man. And because I, I, I cannot remember the link, but if you go to my Facebook page, Actress Die, you'll be mm -hmm. able to find all my links on there. Okay. Uh, but yes, it um, the tickets went on sale April the 1st uh, with Ticketmaster, so you can get your tickets there. Oh, and mm -hmm. and so it will premiere at 7 p.m. on the 11th in Georgia. Okay, that's, and you'll that's, find out all the specifics on the page as well. That's June 11th, right? Uh, June, yes. June 11th. All right, that's that's the premiere of uh, The Measure of a Man. Now, uh, what I need to do right now, Diane, and I do apologize, I want to speak about The Measure of a Man. I want to speak about the other projects you're working on. But we have to take a little musical break.
So, uh, yeah, so we're going to bring uh, all listeners, we're going to bring you a tune from recording artist Swan. It's called Flex. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be right back. Calm down In the middle of a song In the middle 
that was a great song by Swan, recording artist Swan called Flex. And uh, so we're back here with Diane Sullivan, actress, models. Uh, she's done everything under the sun, and you know, so far, you know, uh, well, let's pick up, let's pick up where we left off. But I just want to let our listeners know that uh, I'm still amazed uh, about your story, your journey. And, you know, with what you've dealt with health-wise and where you are right now and where you're going. I mean, your, your, your light is not even, you know, it's not even getting started yet. Your little candle is not even blowing up yet. Okay, and it's, and it's getting there more and more. So, well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Well, it's, um, it's the truth. I mean, I, I don't lie on this show. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Even if it was something, if it's something bad about me, I, I just, I just keep, I just keep rattling along. That's all. <laughs> you know, but but it's true because you've accomplished a lot, but you have a lot more to go, and uh, this yeah. is just the beginning of of your cycle. Now, uh, the measure of a man, the uh, the touring play, uh, it's going to uh, premiere June 11th, and you said it was going to be in uh, in Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. And t- you can get tickets at Ticketmaster. Um, and, and you know, we, we also, just as people are listening to the show, you can just look at the uh, Diane Sullivan page, um, and you will see uh, there will be a link there to The Measure of a Man, so it just makes it easy so you don't have to remember that. Diane, they can just click on it and rock and roll and make it happen and, uh, and go there and get, get to the show. So now that's theater. Okay, you know, let's let's look at uh, some of your film projects because I know you've been active uh, in the uh, film industry. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> to say the least, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I've definitely tried tried to be active. Um, the last project that I've worked on, um, let's see, Bone Boys. It hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very small part smart role in that. I was, you know, the very first project actually that I did, uh, Denizen, um, one of the things that you brought out uh, a few moments ago was the fact that you can progress. Mm-hmm. And when I look at that, it's like, oh my gosh, is that really me? You know, so you 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 look at yourself and sometimes you, you can't believe that you performed in that manner after you start to to get a little better Mm -hmm. and so um but it was my starting point and uh originally when I was called for that role uh and I had just thrown my hat in the ring maybe two days prior Mm -hmm. I was called for the role and I was told that you know I, I would like for you to die and um run from this monster I didn't know any better, so I told it, uh, the producer, I don't want to do that. I want to fight the monster. And so, in short, once I made it there, she told me, okay, you will not be killed by the monster. You'll be killed by the leading lady. And I was like, what? She said, okay, it's your choice, you know, the monster or bullet. I said, I'd take the bullet, but give me the largest weapon in the movie. And so that's what she did. And so that's how that began. And she said, we got so many hits um, uh, a couple of weeks or so after we, we had filmed. Um, everyone was wondering who was the new kid on the block. And so that's how I, after that, 
became a part of the comic book and the sequel that she's working on. So I went from an extra to a featured extra to um, one of the leads. So that, that's a good progression. See, All because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I was. I told her I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't know I'm not supposed to say that. Ah, but, see, see, but you know something. It wasn't. And so, here's a funny thing. You said what came natural because you didn't want to do it. That 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 was your first reaction. Where if you know, for people that are jaded or or so consumed with the industry, they say what what someone wants to hear as opposed to just saying what they feel. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you know, sometimes you have you have to do what you need to do. But in your case, it worked out because you didn't yeah, you didn't compromise, did. but you didn't compromise yourself. And that was my um, that was my beginning because I I enjoy action, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, she was going to have a leading lady in our fight, but you know both of us have to know chore- choreography, and mm-hmm. so um, so that wasn't working, and so we 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 ended up uh, having a little shooting scene, and so I was killed, and because uh, of all of the calls, uh, she arranged for me to come back now, so. Um, now I can't die, so somehow you know I'm, I'm infected and I can't die. So oh, nice. That's how that works around. Yeah. Okay, so you become so like that, the that ultimate cool. monster. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, you know, I'm 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 supposed to be good. I'm right. supposed to be good, you know. And um, she and I, the leading lady and I, you know, we're supposed to be on the same side now, and um, we just don't like each other. So that's going to bring a little, you know. I guess a little um, emotion there, you know, if they, we ever start on that, you know, second uh, part of of that uh, film again. So, uh, well, that's good. You, but that's you, how I began. You need drama. <laughs> you need drama. You need things yeah. going on, without a doubt. Uh, you oh yeah. I mean, I like using my sword. I, I love doing that. Um, superhero stuff is really what's in my blood, and I have to bring uh, blame my brothers for that okay. because they always would draw comics all the time, and they would always have me with this little tiny waist and and doing different things, and so I think they just psyched me out. So now I think I'm a superhero. So. Well, you know what, and and and, <laughs> and I guess in in a word, you kind of are, you know, uh, especially <laughs> when it comes to comic books. You know, um, I wanted. You know, to to wait until now to even you know start the conversation with it. You know, I just wanted people to hear your journey, hear about where you've come from and what you've dealt with and where you're going. Because a lot of a lot of times, you know, people just look at the, what's in front of them. You know, like they'll look at an actor, an actress, someone, an entertainer, someone that's a public figure. They just see what's in front of them. They they read. And they believe what they read. They believe the propaganda. They they believe all the stuff that's in front of them, as opposed to getting to know the person. They can't get to know them personally, of course. But you coming on a show like this, it allows them to connect with you a little more. You know. Yeah, well, you know, things have not always been easy, especially you know sometimes when you have had uh, an autoimmune illness or something else in which you are isolated from people because for a long time I was, you know, just really by myself mm-hmm. and just a very, very gullible person. Mm-hmm. I just really thought that everybody was really nice. And so, I mean, that cost me a lot, you know. Um, I mean, this is a this was a bad part uh, that I can think of in my life in which 
I trusted someone that was a criminal. Mm. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, I just didn't know any better. And so, um, I remember when I had begun grade school, though, I remember my mom and dad taking me to grade school. Um, I had just started, and it was an all-Caucasian school. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I cried when they took me to school because I wasn't used to being separated from my parents. Mm-hmm. And the children treated me very, very well. And that was the first day. However, on the second day, life totally changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember them saying that I had gone home and actually scrubbed the palms of my hands so I could be Caucasian. I remember mm-hmm. that. And uh, so I was treated harshly, but because of that, I, I stayed to myself and I spent a lot of time on my flute. Mm-hmm. I used to um, sit under this tree at home and blow my flute for hours. And I did not know how good I was. I, I really didn't. I think that was just my way of coping with the fact of having to go to that school and experiencing everything that I was experiencing. Right. And uh, I threw myself into that. And so I was entertaining the Kiwanis Club, and and the teachers were taking me to different contests mm-hmm. and things of that sort. And so I started off early doing what I'm doing, but I didn't know that I was really doing it. I was just in, I was enjoying what I was doing and also escaping. I think. Right. So well, I, mean, um, faced, I think I was really molded. Well, you face you face a lot of adversity, and I just want our listeners to understand too. Is that you were um, you were like a military brat as well because you used to bounce around, right? Well, um, kind of. Actually, uh, you know, I didn't really bounce around. Um, I had family members in the military, but I I wasn't, and my father and uh, he wasn't. One of the things that always happened in our family was that you always ate breakfast together. You may not eat lunch together, but you're going to eat dinner together. So breakfast and dinner, I mean, that was mandatory. The rest of your life, you know, it's it's fine. But no, I wasn't bounced around. I was the youngest of 10. Mm -hmm. If anyone got bounced around, it was pretty much the older ones. I I stayed pretty close to mom and dad all the time. Um, I actually remember, yeah, 10. And, you know, our ages are so far apart that all of us, were never at home at the same time. Oh, wow. So um, I remember my eldest brother and my eldest sister. Uh, my eldest brother had his last child a year before my father and mom had me. Oh, wow. And my eldest sister had her last child a month after, uh, and during the same year that my father and mom had me. I was not born until my father was 65. So. Go pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. But after me, you know, I made sure nothing else was gonna, you know, happen. So yeah, you just gotta. I have to be the last pea in the pod. Yeah, like draw the line, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, no moss, please. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. But yeah, you know, that was the last hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, the thing is, Diane. Look, you face a lot of adversity. You know, um, and your story goes deeper. You know, I wish we had, you know, uh, like hours to speak about it because you know, it would it, it this whole your whole story would definitely go much deeper than we have gone. But I think we kind of we went down that road. 
you know, because you didn't let adversity become an excuse for you. You embraced it and said, all right, bring it on and just hit me with what you got and you just keep moving forward. You have to. You yeah. have to because the moment that you stop, you die. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, what your circumstances are. You have to fight. Yeah. You have to fight. Well, and that's the fight in you. And, you know, that comes from, again, you know, you you say that, um, you know, you experience things in life and you've trusted others and they, they weren't what they said and they took advantage of the whole nine yards. But I, yeah. I always believe that as, as, opposed to, as opposed to saying, hey, you know what, um, I'm, you know, like the woe is me. Not, not that you're doing it, but the woe is me. I did this and did that. The way I look at it, is is okay yeah you know what i did that this is what happened to me it it made me more who i am today than 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 it did before you know you have a little bad you have the battle scars you have the wounds but you just keep moving forward and it makes you uh to me anyway it gives you a little more clarity as to where you need to go and where you need to be well, I totally agree with you because when I look back on, on especially, you know, trusting criminal people, that's, that's a big deal for me in my mind. Mm -hmm. When I look back, though, I see that I am a much better person because I, I am more of a, I understand more about life. Because right. I used to live in this, um, rose colored world that mm -hmm. I had created in my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the way that life is. No. And, the experience opened my eyes. It just opened my eyes in a way in which I would prefer that it hadn't done so. But because of it, I am a much better person because I, I know what life is now. Right. And it's not the rose-colored world that uh, my, my parents protected me from. It's just not like that. And and my family loved me dearly, and they always protect me from anything but this was one thing they couldn't protect me from and it allowed me to see the world how it how it really is not that the world is so terrible mm -hmm. but everything is just not black and white the way I had it in my mind there are some gray areas and I used to not have have any gray mm -hmm. but I, I I can understand that now right. and it took me actually it, it I had to be broken in my mind so that I could see that every police officer let's say that has a uniform on that doesn't make him a good person no. you know and so i had to see some shocking things in order for me to say okay you need to look more at the fine details of people mm -hmm. you know it's just not so black and white and mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm a much better person a, a better judge of character now than right. i was before yeah, but that, that's good and you said you talked about police officers yeah not everyone is who they seem, you know, yeah. to just because someone, and, it, and it's sad because when you, when you're appointed or get the, uh, the uh, occupation or career of being uh, someone that's supposed to protect people and you do things to hurt people, you know, that's horrible. You know, in New York, in New York uh, not too long ago, two police officers, you know, they, they got, uh, they got in trouble. I think they got arrested because they raped mm -hmm. some girl. You know, because she was drunk in, in, in the wild. village, and that, that to me, that's disgusting. You're, there, you're supposed to protect wow. us, and to do stuff like that. And again, that that, mm -hmm. that doesn't that doesn't uh, 
bring all officers wow. under one umbrella, you know, because you have a lot of good people yeah. out there. But it's just sometimes it's the, the, the few. Pay attention to the details. Yeah. That, that's yeah. it. You need to be, you need to be aware. Don't just trust blindly. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the point. Don't trust and that's, blindly. And that's how I used to be. And that's yeah. how I used to be. Yeah. And so it, you know, it actually took something to, to, um, change my thinking. Someone just telling me not to was not going to do it. Yeah. Well, that's why because I, I, I... No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. I mean, just, you know, someone just telling me just wasn't going to do it. And so it was a necessity for me to, and, and I understand that. I wasn't happy about it, but I understand that it, it actually took an incident mm -hmm. for me to say, okay, everybody really isn't nice. They're not who they're supposed to. And I know that sounds very shallow, mm -hmm. but the truth is that's how I saw life, mm -hmm. black and white, period. Right. And, and, and uh, but the, the life is gray. You know, there's no. Sometimes there's no right and wrong. They're just choices, and and people choose to do whatever. You know, if you have uniform on and you choose to be, you know, you know, uh, to do something bad, that's your choice as a human being. You know, so the, yeah, everything's not black and white. You know, and this is why. And I say this all the time. And I and this I'm going to take some time for. And not time. Take a minute. You, you know, people should. Definitely, no doubt about it. Question authority sometimes. Don't okay. go blindly. And I'm, I'm not talking about your parents. You know, it, sometimes yeah, you want to ask mm -hmm. questions to your parents. But you know, when you're talking about a, uh, you know, a person that's in a position of power, you know, question. Doesn't th absolutely. Don't go and be a sheep. You know, say okay, well, you want, well, you want to do this, you want to do that. Why? Ask the why, because that why may do a number of things, save you unnecessary grief, save your life. It may do a lot of things. You don't know. That's true. Always That's ask true. why. Always ask why. Uh, Diane, you have been a gem, uh, and, I, and I thank you for, for coming on the show. What I want to do now, if we can, if you can uh, let our listeners know how to follow your career, how to keep up with you. you know. And, and the one thing I forgot, I forgot, I forgot that I wanted to mention earlier is you know we talked about you being a superhero you know you're you're also a part of wep uh, weapons of virtue and that's a project that we have uh that's that's going forward full blast and you're and you're, you're an intrinsic part of you're you're an integral part of what we're doing so i wanted our listeners to know that well great i mean and i'm really excited about it um i'm really excited about you Luke, to be perfectly honest and you're heading all of this you are the creative head and you're allowing some of us to to be a part of the creativity and we are very appreciative of that i cannot wait until um we actually get everything going we have a comic book we have a film we have a tv show and um I'm just really excited about it because, you know, I really love uh, the part about being a superhero. I think that's just totally embedded in me from almost from birth. Mm -hmm. And so to be a part of Weapons of Virtue is, um, is, is, is totally overwhelming for me. Well, well, thank you for the kind words, Diane. But, you know, again, it, you know, that project wouldn't be where it, where it is. It wouldn't wind up going where it needs to go if it wasn't for the people involved. And you're one of those people, and you're, and as I said earlier, you're a dynamite person as a human being. You're a dynamite person. Your career is, is beginning to flourish, and it's going to go further and further, no doubt about it. 
you know, and I'm honored to have you not only as uh, someone involved in the project, but I'm also honored to call you my friend, and that's uh, and that that's a good thing for me. Um, so, but on that note, you know, what I like to do, if you can let our listeners know how to follow your career, how to find out more about you, and so on and, and so forth. Oh yes, um, definitely. Please, everyone. Uh, and I try to do this on Facebook, but please, everyone, always go to my IMDb, which is www.imdb.com slash name, N-A-M-E, slash N-M-3004113. Everyone has a number, and that happens to be mine. Or if you just remember imdb.com and put Diane Sullivan in there, you can find me. And you can see what I've done. You can see projects that I'm working on. And also keep up with my Facebook page, my Actress Die page. I will always keep updated information on there. Uh, I'm actually writing on two films right now. One's a sci-fi and one is biblical. But the biblical one has a lot of cinematography that's going to be dynamite cinematography. So um, I'm really excited about that. But you can definitely keep up with me on Facebook. And uh, I will keep everything updated as much as I can. And please come out to the play. Um, I don't know all the cities yet that we're going to, but we will begin in Albany. So look up Measure of a Man on Facebook and um, get your tickets at Ticketmaster. And there you go, Measure of a Man. It's, a, it's touring this year, and Diane Sullivan is a part of it. Damon Wilson is just on board. He's from San Francisco, and he's a fantastic guy. So you have a great group of people there, and uh, and that's it. We had this was a fantastic show. Diane, thank you again for, uh, for coming you, on. Thank you, Lou. Oh, well, thank you, and, and, <laughs> and I say it again. No, but seriously, you've you've opened my eyes with certain things, and certain things I didn't know about you until now, and uh, and it makes me feel but you feel closer to you and kind of put you a little further up on 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 the appreciation level uh and that's that's that, that that's um, that's fantastic stuff all right so uh you. facebook you're welcome facebook imdb.com check out diane sullivan and diane stay with us uh and what we're going to do we're going to close out the show with a song by uk recording artists Tara London is called The Beautiful Lie. Check it out, and uh, you can you can uh, go and find her. Uh, just go to Google for Tara London, and a million and one things will come up. And until next time, this is Lou Velasquez, the UCW Radio Show, and uh, make sure you check in when we have uh, our next special guest because it's always going to be good. Thanks, guys. Always.
come as my savior You're the master of keys Inject in my bloodstream With a cold sense of Thank you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.